which will make it through to the next round. I guess I'll find out in the starting and actually in the doing something beyond my imaginary daydreams. The why is in finding myself, to step into my fear, into the feeling of where I'm drawn towards, somewhere away from the comfort I've created. Seeker Stories, a podcast for artists and the creatively curious, art lovers and seekers. Welcome to episode 18. I'm your host, Emma Hill, and today I'm coming with a bonus episode, marking a shift within my art as I stand at a crossroads. Still, taking a deep breath with hundreds of ideas floating around my head like clouds. This is my creative journey today that's shape-shifting and changing day by day as I seek. What exactly? Me, myself, my soul or art? Probably all of the above. Here, I'm moving onwards towards something different. Past the everything I have done up to now, past my thoughts and the big idea, over to and into the doing, the actual creating and I'm excited where it will take me. In this short episode, I'll take you on a journey into my imagination and possible idea of where I'm going next. But please bear in mind that all my artwork to date is never what I intend it to be. I've learned to be open about this, letting the flow and the creating of the work take over, stepping away from the thought and move purely into the feeling. To accelerate the process and make a commitment to myself, I'm diving in to do the 100-day project. So, let's go. What is the 100-day project? Well, it's a free global art project that takes place online. The idea is simple. You choose a creative project... Do it every day for 100 days and share your process on socials using the hashtag The 100 Day Project, which is now in its ninth year starting today, February the 13th, 2022. The next question I'm asking myself and you might be thinking is, what will I do and why am I doing it? The what at the moment is the hardest bit. It starts to get clearer and then slips away and shifts into something else. But without getting too tied up in the what, it's the why that gives me clarity and stands firm above all else. And all of those seeds of ideas are all part of the same thing, which will make it through to the next round. I guess I'll find out in the starting and actually in the doing something beyond my imaginary daydreams. The why is in finding myself, to step into my fear, into the feeling of where I'm drawn towards, somewhere away from the comfort I've created. Let me explain. I'm an abstract painter who has been painting for 25 years or so, intuitively for the past three to four years. Just before our first lockdown in 2020, I went to an exhibition among the trees at the Haywood Gallery 
and it made a great impact on me, which at the time echoed in my daily life, as much of my time in lockdown was spent walking among the trees. They gave me comfort, reassurance, as I contemplated my art and my life. During this time, I painted too, quite a lot as it goes. Some wonderful abstracts that I love and I'm very proud of, and yet I couldn't paint a tree, no matter how much the desire was there. Two years on, and I continue this dance of desire for painting trees, flowers, and abstract landscapes. It is like I have created my own mindset, like a broken record telling myself I can't paint trees. I try, and it looks awful. Very quickly, it is hidden beneath thick swathes of abstract paint swiped over. What I ask myself now is, do I really try? Yes, I do try. But honestly, really, I don't. I try for the maximum of half an hour, and then heaven forbid, should I let myself continue. Truthfully, that's where I give up. The abstract comes back. I haven't painted much in the last year and a half, maybe three paintings. Before, I had three years away from painting, and when I came back, it gave me my intuitive dance with the abstract. It wasn't that I had abandoned my creativity, it had just switched into something else. Back then, I was writing, and now it's the podcast. In between, all the while, I continue creatively in my role as art instructor at Art House Unlimited, embracing the visual DJ inside of me as I have continued to compose and direct some wonderful large group artworks, together with artists living with neurodiverse and complex needs. This has been my constant for 11 years now. The first painting I did in a year was for an exhibition called Winter. My inspiration came from winters in Norway. Instead of heavy snow-loaded trees, I found the icy harbour with just one lonely boat. I tapped into golden hour of watching the sunset over the Oslo fjord. But I failed on the forest trees. There is definitely a shift in this painting. I do love it and the colours are limited. And it's quieter in its conversation. There is space. There is somewhere to breathe. Something else I yearn for in my pictures, which, on a whole, disappears. At a time of desperation in trying to work out this painting, I ask myself for a sign. Please help me. Please guide me and show me the way. I did get a message. An answer if you like, but it came from somewhere else. It was a simple DM that said, How are you? from Gary Mansfield. Those of you who don't know Gary, he's an incredibly generous guy who is on a mission to make art accessible to all, as art literally saved his life. He is an artist and podcast host to one of my favourite podcasts, the Ministry of Arts. Have a listen. He is one of the best, a real gem of a storyteller. Gary gave me the courage to start 
my own podcast at the very beginning. When the going got tough in my art, I had also abandoned the podcast, full of fear and all consumed, unable to carry along with the concept I so loved and I had created. I told him I hadn't been up to much, stuck in a rut in the concept I love, consumed in fear. I can't even face asking anyone to have a chat. I got a one-liner back. I've got an idea. And then his telephone number. Gary, as I said, is incredibly generous. We talked for a couple of hours. I didn't take his idea, but I did take his advice, which gave me permission to drop all I had to start again and just simply have a chat. It didn't give me the answer I was looking for then, but it has now. Now I'm back in the game talking to artists weekly. I recognise why I'm here needing to do this. Yes, it continues my purpose of sharing art, making it accessible as a universal language, sharing and educating, and importantly, learning for others and myself too. It gives artists a platform to tell their own stories and I hope too that it starts to build a community. I also believe that each episode will reach and touch just one person who needs it and that it will make a difference and really that's all I could ask for. What I hadn't appreciated back then is actually how much I needed it myself. There is no coincidence that the artists I choose to talk to are those I have something to learn from too. They have become part of my journey too. I now know that I need both the podcast and my painting to weave in and out of my life beside each other. I joke that the podcast is like therapy and it kind of is as I seek questions in others to understand my own journey and self. I read a few books in December Creating the Impossible by Michael Neal, which implies that if you dedicated an allotted time and stay focused on a goal or a particular project, you can achieve quite a lot. I totally agree. That's how paintings, books and small businesses get started. I also read Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. When something in life gives you a red light, look for the green. Whenever you are faced with rejection, problem or red light, it always changes into green. So find your learning, your positive lesson. Every cloud has a silver lining after all. My Christmas reads were multiple books by Edvard Munch and Tracy Emin, all searching for their souls. In January, I moved on to the war of art. Break through the blocks and win your inner creative battles facing resistance head-on, and the artist's journey in the wake of the hero's journey and the lifelong pursuit of meaning, both books by Stephen Pressfield. In February, I moved on to You Are an Artist by Bob and Roberta Smith in relearning and reunited with the artist you were born as and The Creative Habit by Twyla Tharp creating muscle memory and rituals to invite the muse within us to play. All these books have come to me timely, 
The War of Art, The Artist's Journey and The Creative Habit, the most significant for me now have been in my bookshelf for over a year. What do these books all have in common? Ultimately, they are all seeking for the voice of your soul. In December, early January, I thought I'd like to write a book, Art Seeking Soul. I had the idea, the vision and format, and then quickly I dropped it. Too much, too difficult, too far-fetched. Although perfect start for the 90-day idea for creating the impossible. Fast forward to February and the 100-day project and boom, it's back. And I'm back in the loop of what to do and where to start. I have all of who I am and what I have done up until now. My changes in style of my art throughout the years. Luckily, the idea of a book doesn't freak me out. I have written two already. I committed myself to them and finished them, although didn't set out to publish them yet. They took two years each. Art Culture Vulture, Travels of an Art Seeker, during my days as cabin crew for British Airways. And then I co-wrote with my Norwegian uncle living in Thailand, Deep Gold, The Legacy of Greed. This was fiction based on his truth. And yet I saw it as a film, as a download in my mind. Only recently, years later, do I understand this as getting into flow, tapping into universal energy. The difference now then is it's ultimately about finding my soul and truth, where I can feel, I can see it, and yet I can't. I can only trust that I will get there by putting the work in and just be open to where my creative journey takes me. I'd like to create mind maps with text, which will be letters to other artists as one letter flows into the next, creating a giant web or network that I see around me with quotes and synchronicities, thoughts and ideas. My influences here are Tracy Emin's Blankets, Rob Ryan's paper cuts and my own ink drawings from 10 years back. Bob and Roberta Smith's Texan Signs, Maps by Paula Schur, and ironically, the art I'm leading and directing with the artist's affirmations, the work I'm doing at Art House Unlimited. This is quite clear to me. My letters are book illustration pages, a mind map of thanks learning and understanding, and most importantly, connection. I'd then like to interview the artists and ask them their story of seeking their own voice and soul and share their paintings. Through my journey of exploration through others, I see and seek myself. Finding the shift in my painting I so desperately seek, that's where the 100 days come in. Not that different from creating the impossible. It's about putting the time in, pushing and breaking the barrier of what I continuously tell myself I can't do. I'm going to draw and paint sketches of imaginary landscapes, trees and flowers that echo my imagination from my subconscious, illustrating thoughts and emotions of who we are. How do I do that? I have no idea, but I trust if I show up in doing the work, I will find the way. Last week, I gave it a go. 
It's the closest I've come in two years, but far from where I want to be. And yet it's a start. Usually this is where I would give up. I painted a scene with some trees, nice, but mediocre, nothing special. In the evening, I found myself coming back without turning on the lights. Instead, a beam of light glows through the doorway in the darkness. I can hardly see and yet I feel myself going back into my familiar brushstrokes, the swirls and curls that I now know have become part of my muscle memory. Interestingly, back in my safe zone. And yes, you can guess what comes next. If in doubt, go swipe it out. A wasteful disaster. Well, not quite, because I have learnt something here. To break away from what you have, it might be easier to change your tools, shake everything up. Next, I'm trying ink and spray paint, oil pastels and pencils on paper. If I can do a hundred, I'll create a habit. I'll find my inner voice and be well on my way seeking my art, seeking soul. Ultimately, I see this as larger paintings, as looking through a window, stepping through a door into your soul. A homage to Monk's Freeze of Life. My flowers and trees will evoke the emotion and life that he created within his people. At least that's what I'm feeling and seeing now. Other thoughts? Well, it's all based under the umbrella of this idea. I went to the cause exhibition in the Serpentine last week and it was incredible. I love his art and larger-than-life characters anyway, but here was a whole new way of seeing and experiencing art within augmented reality, visible 3D in your phone as you walk about and yet invisible in front of you. Last night, I dreamt my works were also all NFTs. I saw all my work come to life within an imaginary gallery. Ten large paintings like doors each picture a fragment within a garden of Eden, where you can step inside, into and beyond your dreams. It's lush and alive. Maybe in the opposite direction it's dead. And then you look again and nature is reclaiming itself, growing again. Animals run past. Maybe they are sketches, black or white, or maybe even made out of Lego. You are following, heading in the same direction. Who knows where this can take me, but I'm happy that it feels strong and clear and I know I'm in the right direction. It's just a matter of making a start. My 100-day idea will just be the very beginning of my bigger project, a book and an exhibition, Art Seeking Soul, which is more likely to take me two to five years, or who knows, maybe my whole life. Did I tell you it's going to be on show with Tracy from Margate? (laughs) I love this concept of creating or doing something for 100 days. It feels a tall order, sketching or making 100 paintings, when I've only done three in the past year and a half. I'll just push through the fear barrier, just try, and I've got nothing to lose, only to gain. Even if I succeed in doing a month, I'll be lucky if I get past a week, I guess. (laughs) Originally, I thought I'll do an hour a day, leading towards 100 hours for the mind map letter illustrations. But now I'm leaning stronger towards the 100 sketches. Guess that will have to be another 100 days. I have other ideas I love, but they don't fit into the bigger picture of my plan. 
Maybe they would suit you. Why don't you do the 100-day project too? For example, taking a photo every day of a stranger, sketch them and write about them. Who are they? What do they do and what would they say? Draw a mundane item you own. What do these things say about you? Collect or write a hundred quotes from artists or people you don't know. Write my own quote or affirmation every day. Sketch a picture in Procreate beyond the blue sketches I've done to date. Take five minutes a day to meditate or walk around the block. Tap in to write my hundred dreams and write morning pages. I guess this doesn't count as I do that anyway. At least one or the other, depending on what I remember in my dream. I've just recorded an interview and mentioned the project. They came up with another thought. How about a hundred ideas? I love that. There's so many possibilities. I look forward to returning and share with you the results of what I have achieved and what I have found and learnt and ultimately where my art has taken me. Maybe it's somewhere totally different. At least it will be somewhere beyond where I am today. If you are doing the challenge too, I'd love to hear what you are doing. Good luck and goodbye. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Artseeker Stories. Please do follow, share and comment and join in the conversation. Very best wishes and thank you. Until next week, bye-bye. Bye.